Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, we're going to talk about MBA admissions and specifically MBA admissions at UNC Keenan Flagler Business School. Now, if you're a listener, you'll know that I am a proud alum of UNC Keenan Flagler, so I'm a bit biased on this episode, but I'm really grateful today because Danielle Ritchie is with me. Danielle is the Senior Associate Director of MBA Admissions and Student Recruitment at UNC Keenan Flagler, and we're going to learn a little bit more about UNC Keenan Flagler through her lens. And so, Danielle, first off, thank you for joining me today. It's always great to have someone from UNC here on this podcast, but also great to have a fellow upstate New York a citizen, some of the best people I know. And so double points for you. But before we really jump in, just to warm up, I would love to know, what are you watching on Netflix or Hulu right now? Or what are you reading on your iPad and Kindle? How are you kind of unwinding from your days these days? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Al, thank you so much for being here and the warm welcome. I'm excited about this. I enjoy working with you and we have so many connections being from upstate, Buffalo Bills fans. Of course. And we both relocated from Boston to Chapel Hill. Yes. So we just have so many interweavings, but I'm excited to be here. Right now, I actually enjoy crime shows. And on Netflix, I've been watching Waco. I just wrapped up the Unabomber on Ted Kaczynski and love crime TV. And that is something that has been a great disconnect during, you know, application reading and interviewing and the world going on around us. I think both of those are great. So thank you for sharing that. Let's dig in. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. You know, what's your background? How did you come to UNC Kenan Flagler? You know, everyone asks, how did you fall into admissions? You know, how did you get involved? And this is a job that you don't really go to college for an undergrad, but I loved my college experience and really fell in love with the admissions side. So I've been in higher education and admissions specifically for 12 years, focusing on MBA and graduate business education for the last about nine years or so. What attracted me to Keenan Flagler was it's a top 20 MBA program. And I really wanted to advance myself professionally and personally and relocate down to Chapel Hill and focus on recruiting the best and brightest. And Keenan Flagler has become, you know, a family away from my family in upstate and have really enjoyed that. Prior to Keenan Flagler, I was recruiting 70% internationally. So I had a global market with a heavy emphasis in Latin America, Southeast Asia and India, as well as Eastern Europe. That's great. And thank you for sharing a little bit about your background. A fun fact, and I may have mentioned this to you, but my two career paths I was considering right out of college were to go work in consulting or to go back to get my master's in higher ed. So, um, and part of it was the fact that I, I also loved my college experience and I presume like you, I was super involved in various student activities such as admissions and and many other things. And so I always enjoy talking to other people who have that background. Yeah. Now I can say I never left college, (laughs) Um, I'm still in college, still loving the environment and the energy. 
Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, you had done recruiting for about 12 years or so, and you've worked at a couple different schools. I would love to know from you, particularly through the lens of your graduate business and MBA you know, recruiting, what makes UNC Keenan Flagler unique? How did it really stand out to you? And how do you think it stands out just amongst all the many great MBA programs that are out there? Yeah, that was something that I really took into consideration was the environment of UNC Chapel Hill and Keenan Flagler, not knowing anybody in the area, really taking a chance and wanting to see myself in a new place. And so after visiting only twice, you know, for my interview on campus and thereafter, I felt the the family vibe and being a top 20, you think, okay, this is going to be an elitism mentality being a top 20 MBA student. But we don't have that. And I thought that really attracted me is that, yes, we're an elite school, but we don't have that elitism mentality. And I thought that was a place where I could see myself grow personally and professionally. Talking with current students really changed my perspective too, because I think that's important to learn when you're going into admissions is that every place has a different culture. And so it was important to understand the culture at Keenan Flagler to see if I would be a good fit and to give back as well. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's really sound advice. And I think it probably served you well in terms of making your own decision. But I also think it's probably really good advice for anyone considering any business school right now, but also UNC Kenan Flagler. One of the things you talked about was culture. And I think that's something that's really important. Oftentimes though, it, you know, just simply telling someone to know about the culture is it's nice, but it, it doesn't really get to the heart of it. And so I would love to maybe know from you, maybe some examples of some stories that you've had just in your time at UNC Keenan Flagler that you really do think embody that community or that culture that is in the fabric of UNC, just to really give listeners a real concrete kind of feel for what that looks like at Keenan Flagler. Mm-hmm. You've been a student, you understand the culture and community, and there's one thing to talk about it, but it's another to experience it. And I know a lot of people right now can't get to campus. And so Admissions is your storyteller, your artist. We're bringing the story to life for them through our words. And there's been a lot of personal experiences that I've had with students over the past few years. We recruit, yes, high intellectually smart candidates. So they have high IQ. But I think what Keenan Flagler has is high EQ. And our students are very aware of that. They call it the Carolina way and everyone's giving back to each other. I've seen students where they're both going for the same job and internship but yet they're coaching each other, you know, before they interview. And I think that's amazing. You typically think everything is cutthroat, but in here, it's not like that. It's a friendly competition is how I like to to phrase it. I've seen students just go above and beyond for each other. When I first started, there was a student who actually expanded her family by having two children during her time in the program. And her study mates would go over to her house because that was going to be the best location environment for her. And she's like, okay, by you coming over, I'm going to cook dinner. And this is how we'll be able to get through it together. So I think those little personalized stories really makes up Keenan Flagler. And I like to say that everyone makes you feel like your family when you walk through the halls of McCall. I think that's a great point and something that really resonates with me. I agree. I, I do think there is a family type vibe and it's something that I've always appreciated and I try to emulate myself. And, you know, I think To the point you made, I think there's a lot of schools who will talk about this idea of collaboration and collegiality. And I think that all of those are probably true in their own respects. Mm -hmm. But the word family and what you just said, I think that really resonates with me because it it does feel like that. And I think, at least from my perspective, there's a couple of things 
of reasons why it does. Number one, it is a little bit smaller, right? Mm-hmm. And so you do really get to, to, to know people well because there are less of them and you, you really have a chance to deeply build those relationships. But number two, to the other point that you made, like the notion of the Carolina way is something that without fail comes up in any conversation that mm-hmm. I have with other, <laughs> either both Keenan Flagler alum, as well as Carolina alum. And I do think that particularly that notion of family really just rings true. And as I think back to my own MBA experience, you go to business school for yourself and your name is on the application, but you cannot do it alone. No, it takes a village. <laughs> right. And so that's why the notion of family really resonated with me and resonates mm-hmm. with me now is because I know having gone through that experience, I could not have done it alone. And Exactly. Yeah. And it's amazing to see like how many people stay connected because everyone's like, oh, you're on the front end. You know, you get to know people in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, but our relationship still continues. Like when they get their internship or when they do well in their class, I have an open door policy. They just cruise by and I have candy in my desk or popcorn or something. Like we always have that moment to celebrate and know that we're here to support them, regardless if you mm-hmm. met us in the beginning or just yesterday or even an alum. You know, mm-hmm. we have alums and current students call admitted students to congratulate them. It's exciting to be a part of. And my personal family has been a part of that. I remember last year being home in Rome, New York, and having it on speaker and calling students to say congratulations. And my mom in the background, she's like, this is so exciting. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's my favorite part. It's just a great feeling. And I think that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. And the passion that drives me to be in admissions is to help people and give back. I totally couldn't agree more. So Mm -hmm. uh, two takeaways for listeners out there. Number one, if you're trying to evaluate schools, you're trying to understand what the culture is like, really go deeper and really think about what are some of those examples? What are those some stories that really emulate what the culture is? And then number two, if you're interested in Keenan Flagler, if you're interested in having a family, this is a great place for you to check out. So that's a little bit about the culture. One other topic I want to ask you about is just, there are lots of opportunities and experiences when you go get an MBA and it's UNC, it's, it's no different. Mm-hmm. I would love to know from your perspective, because you talk to students a lot, but also because you know the program really well, you know, what's maybe one program or experience or opportunity at UNC Keenan Flagler that you get really excited about or that you really love talking about with two prospective students? The one thing that sticks out to me that comes to mind automatically is the experiential learning opportunities. And I know right now in, in the world that we're living in, we can't travel across the globe, but we do offer global immersion electives. And I'm, I'm very passionate about traveling personally and professionally, having been to over 41 countries. It gives you a new appreciation once you're immersed into a new culture. Having those opportunities for our students to learn, some of them have never been out of the country, or there are international students who haven't been outside of their home country or the U.S., and it gives them a new perspective to understand how business is done globally, but it also builds that the memories with your classmates because it is a close-knit group that will go. And so having that experience, it's by no means a vacation. You're going to be visiting with companies. If there's alums, you will be doing projects. The memories that you build with them, because some will continue on to travel, but it's an amazing experience to be a part of. And right now, even though, like as I mentioned, we can't travel, we still have virtual global options that they can do virtually. It's still connecting with companies, but in a Zoom environment, still meeting with students in those places. So you're still getting a sense of unique learning. And I think that is something that we all are trying to 
understand and appreciate now that we don't have the accessibility as we have before. Totally. And I think the ability for the schools to be able to kind of pivot and reimagine to make the best of the circumstances is, is really critical and important. And I also think that for experiential learning right now, I think one of the unique aspects of this is that we've never been at a point in time in the world um, in the at least in the last however many years where mm-hmm. there's been so much change and mm-hmm. so many so much disruption across all industries and so I uh, while it is unfortunate that some of these things can't be done in the way they used to be done I do think that there's a lot to learn in these experiential programs right now because yeah. they're literally businesses are live literally living petri dishes and case studies mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're all experiencing a lot of challenge and disruption it makes for a different learning experience than would have been, you know, in in a normal kind of business as usual kind of year. Yeah, it's forcing everyone to change and be more innovative. And before we were more complacent and we're like, this is how we've done it. You know, we've recruited in person or we've learned in person, even though majority of business schools have online programs, it's not the best option or fit for everybody. And so Mm -hmm. being forced to challenge and be innovative and creative, I think, is a good thing. You know, yeah. at times it's stressful and we get Zoom fatigue and we're like, I just sure. can't think anymore. But it really proves who the leaders are and those who are our most resilient. I couldn't agree more. Okay. So you look at applications all day, every day. It's part of what you've been doing for your career in terms of this role. Can you talk a little bit more about what does UNC Keenan Flagler look for in its MBA applicants? Yes. Gosh, I wish I started counting when I did undergrad recruiting. We try to estimate because we do keep track um, in our database of who reads, but I wish I kept as far back as when I first started 12 years ago. (laughs) I I might have crossed a million point by now. I don't don't know. (laughs) The application is fun. It's fun to read. And I think what stands out is when a candidate is authentic and vulnerable at the same time. Vulnerable in a sense of sharing information and not telling us what they think that we want to hear, but really sharing who they are. And because we want to make sure that we're bringing in authentic people who are going to be strong leaders and open-minded. And so we're really looking for those themes throughout the application process. Everything from your essays to your letters of recommendation of what people perceive of you to the interview and seeing your personality. All of the components we will look at holistically. It's not just one thing that sets someone apart. And it's really important that people know that they're individuals, even though we might get 10 people who are in engineering, their roles really define them, not their title. And so that's really important to focus on and what we look at as well. Yeah. So just to drill down on something real quick, I think your advice about being authentic is spot on. Mm -hmm. And I know it's been said a lot, but what advice do you have for a candidate who maybe struggles with that, right? Because like, yes, okay, yes, you're absolutely right. Like on face value, I think every rational person Mm -hmm. would agree with that, but it's not always as easy in execution versus like what's said. And so maybe if either from your own point of view, or maybe just an example where you felt like someone did a really good job of doing that, could you, could you kind of bring that to light a little bit more? Because I do think it's spot on advice. It's just, I know the execution of it sometimes it's not always easy. It's not. I mean, people suffer from imposter syndrome all the time. Sure. Yeah. And when you think about the intersectionality of people, there's so many different layers to a person. It's not just I'm a daughter, I'm an admissions director, I'm, you know, the best friend or a sister. There's so many different layers. And there's a personal side and a professional side. And it's important that people 
are self-aware and that's how that true authenticity can come out and showing that vulnerable side that it's okay to show a little bit of who I am. And I think a lot of people struggle with the essay question because that is truly where we'll see that authenticity come out more so than other parts of the application. And, you know, it's okay to share a personal experience. Everyone is so focused on, I have to share a professional um, example. Well, you, you don't have to. If there is something that has been moving and has made an impact in your life, make, leading maybe an organization or a nonprofit, or maybe it, you're coaching a soccer team. I'm, you know, I'm a U.S. soccer rep. It's not something that defines who I am. It's a part of who I am, but I can talk about how it is to work on a team, as well as dealing with all the external noise of fans and parents and players and not being reactive, but more being responsive. And I think that's really important for people to share. One of the things that we did this year, and I think it's been unique, and I haven't seen many business schools do it, is we always change essay question number two, but this year really focuses on 2020. We've had a global pandemic. We've had you know social injustices. We've had everything happen. And we want to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And being a leader, how did you handle that if you were in that position when people said you had to go home and work remote? Or how did you feel when everything happened with Breonna Taylor or George Floyd? How did that impact you or maybe your teammates and colleagues? And how did you support them? Or maybe you have a colleague or direct report that has a family and you're at home now e-learning. You have to manage all that where you didn't have to before. And so we really want candidates to think about that, whether they are in that position, what they might have changed about it, or if they weren't, what would they have done? And I think thinking through that is really true where that authenticity can come out to. Thank you for explaining that further. And so first off, I, I really am glad that you added that second question and changed that up. That helps with normalizing the conversation around it and making it more part of our everyday. And I think that's really important and really critical to really making sure that we continue to think about these things and keep them top of mind. And so I think that's phenomenal that you've chosen to do that. I think the other thing that you really hit on is there are multiple layers to who we are, right? And your ability to bring out those layers is really how you are authentic. And some of that's going to come with you in your own self-reflection. But the other thing that I would add that can be really helpful is that you can also get that from your peers. You can also mm -hmm. get that from your family. You can also get that from your mentors. And a lot of the times that what people are telling you is not anything that you, you probably don't know, but you're probably mm -hmm. not thinking about it perhaps in the same lens that they are because they're seeing it from a new perspective. And so one of the very tactical things that I always recommend for people to do is if before you start your MBA application process, do a 360 degree assessment, mm -hmm. go find Absolutely. five people and just, you know, it doesn't have to be anything you know grand, but just ask them and say like, Hey, like, what do you think are some really great strengths I have? Or, Hey, like, what do you think that as a time where I really you know, demonstrated the fullest potential that I have or a leadership skill? And that will give you ideas and will spark yeah. ideas about, Oh, well, like one example for me is like, I love how being a point guard on the basketball court Mm -hmm. into like, I wove that into my, my MBA admissions essay. Um, yeah, and sometimes I, 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 I weave that into whenever I have to give an elevator pitch, um, because there's a lot of lessons that come from that, but like on the surface, like, does that have anything to do with a job or like, uh, an admissions? No, not really, but it's, there's qualities in there that make unique and make me unique and make me authentic. And it wasn't until I think it was my dad was the one who kind of talked about that and brought that to light for me when I was like, oh, like I'm going to steal this and, and incorporate it into what I do. But I do think there's, you know, like self, it starts with self-reflection, but 
uh, getting some peer feedback and from people you trust or people you work with, I think can also be really valuable as you start to shape parts of the essay where you really want to bring your best self to life and really showcase that in a, in a way. And I think that's what helps also get to that authenticity. Yeah. I love that you, that you're, you're saying all those things and that you, I didn't read your application. I, I'm going to go back now and, and do that <laughs> after we wrap up because you're right. Like you have to keep those pieces and who you are alive throughout the application process and look at your strengths and weaknesses and know that everybody has them and mm-hmm. failures don't define you. They help shape you. And it's yeah. what you do after that is what makes you successful. For sure. So you touched on this a little bit in terms of talking about the essay, but I would love for to know from you for the application this year, what stays the same, right? In terms of it, it's, you know, we're still, you know, what's still the same from what we traditionally had versus like, what is, you know, different, you know, fully acknowledging that this is a unique year for all of us. Mm-hmm. So the other components of the application have remained the same pretty much. Like we use the GMAT common letter rec form. We want candidates to submit a outcome-based resume two essays, transcripts. But what we've also changed this year is we offer a GMAT GRE waiver. And that is something that candidates can fill out and be considered for before they submit their final application. Not everyone has access to the home version, whether they're in certain countries that have firewalls and they can't access it, to maybe they don't have the Wi-Fi bandwidth to even access it. Or maybe they have performed significantly well in a master's graduate program, or they've taken the MCAT or LSAT, they can submit those results and be considered. Um, And so I think this is new for a lot of business schools because we've had so many challenges this summer with candidates trying to get access to it when the world shut down that it made us change, but in a good way. And now we're thinking more in the times and not thinking about, okay, well, this is what we've always done. So we're going to continue. That's great. And thank you for thank you for clarifying that. And I would love to know how are things going this year so far? You know, what's what's it been like? I know that you're still engaging with prospective students in different ways, but you know, what's been the fall? You know, we're recording this towards the middle of November, but what's the fall kind of been like? Busy. <laughs> I feel like we are busier than and previous years, but for all good reasons, the excitement is there. There's been articles saying that the full-time MBA is dying, that people want this online environment and to learn and have that flexibility. That's not the case. And I think this is a true reflection of that because interest in full-time MBA programs is growing and it's there. Um, And this is still an option for people. And so we're seeing candidates now who strong still quality and the excitement is there. Like they're very excited to apply and they're proud of it. And they're proud to talk about some of the challenges they had more so now than maybe in past years too. So our application volume is up for round one. We have not released decision yet and that will be next month. And so you might just be getting a phone call from myself or another member on the team. That's exciting. That's great to hear. And Mm -hmm. we're really looking forward to seeing how the rest of the year plays out. But Danielle, thank you so much for joining today and for sharing a little bit about your background, sharing a little bit about UNC Keenan Flagler and talking a little bit about the application process for UNC Keenan Flagler. It's always great to chat with you and I appreciate you for joining me today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Al, and to the MBA School family. I'm so excited to be here, catch up with you, and just share all about Keenan Flagler, what we have to offer, and celebrate the Carolina Way family, community, and last but not least, all I have to say is, go Heels. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Al D here, and thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.